Hello and welcome to another episode of the BCF Training Podcast. Today's guest is Sydney Bailey IV. I had the pleasure of meeting Sydney through a, uh, a group on Facebook, the University of Michigan Black Alumni Association Fitness Challenge, which has been wonderful. And I'm going to let him get into talking to us about that. But Sydney, welcome. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us. Appreciate it. Man, thank you. Thank you for even thinking of me uh, to be a part of this podcast today. Well, yes, you, you you had to come on. I know it took a little maneuvering for us to, to get <laughs> to this point, but I'm fortunate that uh, you are here because I know you're going to have some, some impactful words for our listeners, and that's part of why I invited you to come on and talk to us. So like I said, I got to connect with uh, Sydney through the University of Michigan Black um, Alumni Association Challenge. So Sid, we're going to get into where that idea came from and how you put it together. But if you could give us a brief, you know, a little background on who you are, where you're from, and what you're currently doing. You'd like to just find out, um, you know, career, etc. So cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, born and raised from Grand Rapids. So, you know, I'm from the west side of, of the state. Uh, being a Michigan alum, you know, it, it was uh, funny. Uh, coming to campus because so many of, you know, my friends were from the Detroit region, you know, and so people just assumed always that I was from Detroit and I always had to tell them, like, no, 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 I'm from Grand Rapids. That's over here, you know, over on the right. west side, about two hours from Chicago, you know, and so born and raised there, Michigan alum, fresh out of college. I ended up getting a, a job teaching in Prince George's County in Maryland. So I went out to the East Coast uh, taught in Maryland, uh, went into ad, 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 admit, admit administration. Uh, at that yeah. point, uh, I went down to D.C. where I was an AP for a few years and I came back to Maryland, uh, was an AP for the past four years. Um, and then my uh, wife and I, uh, who I actually met in D.C. on the East Coast, we found out that we grew up only 45 minutes from each other here in Michigan. And so, um, you know, it's very rare to leave your home state um, and to end up finding your spouse and someone that you really had no connection with in that home state. You meet them yeah. way out there. And not only are we from the home state, we're so close. And so, you know, um, I was blessed to be in D.C. when Obama was elected and just energy and, and the positivity and, and, and the pride of just being a seeing a black man, a brother that looked like 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 you and I in, in power, you know, and, and just what that did for my role as someone in a school building and just recognizing, you know, that, you know, my, not just my 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 presence, but also the effectiveness of doing my my job was important for my students to to see. And so uh, I, I loved it, you know, for uh, years and um, it got to a point, you know, um, I wouldn't say uh, I, we, we, my, my wife and I, we really my wife, because to be honest, I never saw myself coming back to Michigan, which is where we are now. You know, mm -hmm. when I when I left, I was like, I'm 
I'm long gone. I love it. There's a <laughs> phrase out there that says Harley home, but always repping. That was my, my thing. Like I'm Harley here, but I always tell folks where I am from. And so when the idea started to kind of get in my head about coming back, it was definitely because of the pan pandemic, you know, that uh, occurred. I just started thinking about, you know, how far away my, my wife and I were from our family, her parents are still here. My my mom still lives only an hour away. You know, her brother and his family are around here. My my kids have cousins all over around here. And here, when I when I when I say here, I now live in Portage, um, okay. Michigan, which is like an hour from Grand from Grand Grand Rapids. You recently so, you recently moved back to yeah man yeah man it was. Um, <laughs> which uh, you know, if, if anybody ever wants to have fun, try moving across this, across the country during a pandemic. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Yeah, must have been rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then, and then add on two young kids with that and a large dog. Oh man, fun times, fun times. And so, and so, yeah. So just all those things con considered, you know, we still felt like it was worth uh, taking this leap, you know, to to return back here. And so now I'm an AP at a uh, Portage school around here. Um, you know, my, my kids love it. Uh, my dog, he loves having all, all this space to run around. And then of course my wife likes being closer to home. And so, so yeah, that, that's kind of been my uh, professional life journey to where we are now. Okay, okay. And I wanna ask you this, when did you know, or uh, what um, led you to education? What was? Oh man. It is in my blood. My father was the principal for as long as I could remember. You know, in fact, I used to have him tell me stories about when he was a teacher and AP because literally all I remember him as is a principal for like my whole life until he retired. Okay. My mom is a media specialist extraordinaire. You know, that's her title. But even to this day, uh, for folks in Grand Rapids, they always say, man, I just saw your mom at work. My mom, <laughs> you know, she has been working in schools, I don't know, 40 semi years. And I keep asking her, what are you going to, you going to retire? And you know, my mother's old school. She says, none of your business. All right, cool, you know? And so, 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 but, but, but to be honest, I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be a teacher. You know, mm -hmm. when I went to Michigan, I was an engineering student. You know, and um, it, it wasn't that field wasn't something that I ever really wanted to do because of my dad's role as a principal. Uh, he saw the power in being an engineer and took plenty of inner city uh, youth uh, to Michigan's campus, as well as other summer programs for them to be exposed to and, and engineering programs. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it was natural for him to tell me, all right, my son's going to do it. I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's really my, my thing, but I saw I went with it. But, you know, anyone who has ever majored in an engineering field knows you can't just kind of do it. Like, you got to really want to do it. And so exactly. yeah. around my my second year of school, I kind of hit that wall where it was decision time. Like, look, man, this ain't going to work. And so you got to figure out what you're going you're gonna to do. And so I had taken so many math classes to that point. And I knew that I always wanted to work with kids. I just never, I truly never envisioned myself in becoming a teacher. Uh, but math was never my favorite subject as a kid. It was, it was okay, but not my, my thing until, and God bless her, uh, Professor Lee, 
the 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 Denise Lee. She was my uh, math 105 professor at Michigan, and she I was in pre-calc with her, and she broke it down to me. She said, "You're having difficulty with this because algebra is what you need help with." Now, mind you, I had taken algebra, geometry, calculus, all that through ninth through 12th grade. So for a college professor to tell me that I didn't understand the class and I took in eighth grade, you know, it, it was kind of mind blowing to me, but but she worked with me and it unlocked so much. And so hmm. something that was so difficult for me suddenly made perfect sense. And so I said, why not become a teacher and teach for those kids who, you know, need someone to try to teach it so that they understand it, not just delivering the content, but really work to open up that box the way that Professor Lee did for me, because I'm forever grateful to her. You know, I was just yeah. so that's kind of why I went into it. Okay. All right. Wow. That's I like that. I like that. That someone had that much of an impact on your life that um, led you into a direction that you're you found true meaning and happiness with. That's great. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Definitely. I love that. Now I want to get into our connection with the challenge. So where did that come from? Where, where did that come from? Because it, it's multifaceted in terms of what I want to ask you about your journey to through health and your fitness. But mm -hmm. our, our our main point is let's start there with the with the with the challenge. I haven't said exactly what it is, so you could go ahead and even, you know gotcha. define it for so we all know. Got you. So um, the the challenge is itself um, it uh, it started because I am a runner. You know, it is 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 funny saying that because. You know, I'm not, I don't look like a typical runner. I didn't run track in high school. I didn't do any of that. Uh, but because of my progression in doing this, I can say with confidence, I am a runner. And so mm -hmm. throughout this pandemic, you know, I, I said to myself, all right, now that things are shut down, there's no more races because I always love signing up for races. You know, I said, all right, I have to make sure that I just keep training. I don't know what I'm training for. But I just got to keep getting outside, keep moving, keep on running. And so I kept running. And so a uh, a buddy of mine, a fellow Michigan alum, uh, Ron, who also is a part of the challenge, we would sometimes chat with each other on social media. Um, and he would post like these challenges that he was doing with his friends. And uh -huh. so it may, it may be like 15, 20 folks and trying to see who could get to 50 miles first. I had never heard of this before. I, I, I was using the Nike Run Club app to track my runs and the train, but I didn't know that there were actual challenges that you could do with friends. And so he was inviting me to these. I said, oh, this is kind of this is kind of cool. You know, I got I was invited to do a 100 mile challenge by somebody I've been even know really. And so running 100 miles was such an ambitious goal that I couldn't even process because I had friends who are been running for a long time. And so I said, all right, let me go ahead and try to run 100, 100 miles. But I made a game plan for myself, took out 
you know, the dates the scheduled, how many miles you need to get done by this date in order to reach that mark. And so yeah. that was in May. And when I hit that mark, I said, this is pretty cool. You know, I was able to accomplish this goal. And so May went by um, and then June came and I said, OK, I'm going to train for a marathon. And I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, I said in 2020, I, I was going to start training. So I started this training program. But Ron has sent me another challenge to do. So I'm in his challenge while I'm, I'm training. And so I just started thinking to myself one night when I was scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, like we all do from time to time. And I'm, I'm seeing peers that I haven't talked to in years that are posting, you know, they're running or their miles that they may have, have, have done. And, you know, I, 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 I got like a sense of pride because I'm like, man, these folks are getting out here in the midst of this pandemic still, like still getting in in these streets and getting these miles. And so, you know, uh, UNBA um, had, had had posted a couple activities that they had did at that, that point. And um, there was actually a peer of mine through her school. She was doing uh, some type of, of challenge, like like a miles challenge. I don't know what it was about, but, it, but she kept posting, you know, we're trying to get these many miles. And so I said, Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Like I, I had no idea how big that challenge was or whatnot, but the end of July came and I uh, sent a message to Ron and I was like, man, what if we did one of those challenges that you keep inviting me to and we try to invite uh, our, our friends, but specifically Michigan black alum friends that we, that we know. And he was like, what made you think of that? And I was like, well, you know, I was just, I was just sitting here just thinking back, like, like how can we all connect all these runners that we see out here? And because I love the challenges talking to Ron, I love the challenges that you've been doing. Why not make that bigger amongst peers? So he said, cool. And so then as we we were talking, I was like, "This is these are Michigan Black alum that we're trying to get active in this. Why not reach out to the University of Michigan Black Alumni Group to see if they want to like 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 sponsor this with us? Like we have this i this idea. They have the platform of all of our Black Black alum. It only makes yeah. sense to connect them with this challenge to see." And I, I mean, I had no idea like how far it would go or whatnot. Like me and Ron would be happy, like 20, 30 folks. Like yeah. I, we, literally, we literally said that, like, it don't matter how many, cause we're going to keep doing this regardless. And so I reached out to Ner, 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 Narissa, uh, who's the marketing director uh, for UNBA. And I said, Hey, and this is like on July 30th. So like August 1st is like the next, the next day. I said, Hey, <laughs> what do you think about, you know, uh, UNBA, uh, uh, prom you know, promoting this idea that we have about alumni trying to get 50 miles in one month, you know, trying to accomplish 50 miles in one, one month, you know, and it, it, it'll be presented like it's just a goal that we want, want to do something to unite, uh, black alumni, while everyone has been socially distanced and quarantined during this pandemic, is just something that we could do for fun. And so they had an idea 
prior to us coming with somebody else that kind of fell through at that point. And so she said, you know, this this seems like it, it really does. It wouldn't take too much. I'm like, yeah, we already have the flyer made up. You know, we have folks that we've sent this out. We have the message we want, we want to say. So for you guys, all you got to do is really just press send for the most, most part. This is something that you want to do. And so she went back to her board. They said, cool. And so they sent they sent it out. And so the the challenge was was born. And I want to say after like the first or second, second day, we had maybe 50 folks. Yeah. And joined. And I remember hitting up Ron like, yo, it's 50 people doing this right now. Do you see this? It's, we got like 50 alum. And then you look up. And within like 12 hours, that 50 had like became a hundred. And I'm like, this thing is 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 growing fast. And then so people people were kind of starving almost for something to for something to, have, to connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so and so then Ron and I were like, man, we need to stay connected with these folks beyond this app because the app you're not able to interact. With folks, right. so we need to get a Facebook page up, and so we co- we connected with with UNBA, and so UNBA was like, all right, so look, you know, how about we just create this UNBA fitness page, yeah, you know, and you all push the challenge on that page, and we just invite folks, and so we started inviting more 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 folks, and the numbers in the actual app started to go up up and up, and then folks were like, well, I don't like the Nike app, but I'm still going to get 50 miles, and I'll post it, and so by the end of August, you look up, man, and I, I want to say we had like maybe 400, almost 500 yeah. people in that Facebook wow. group, but, but we had over 300 who actually did the challenge with, yeah. I want to say, 170 that may have finished, mm. maybe o- almost 200. That's and great. So, yeah, Cause so I think if, if I can remember back some of this, I think the way I found out about it was through an email from yep. the black alumni association. Yep. And so yep. immediately when I got it, I clicked and then that sent me over, Oh no, it had the instructions as to what to do in the app. Cause I was already yep. using the Nike run club app. So I was logging miles and running, you know, over the summer anyway. And I was yeah. like, yeah, let me go ahead. And then, um, I must have got some other follow-up. Maybe that was from the Alumni Association as well about the Facebook group. And then I joined yeah. there. And what I immediately loved was the connection, was the camaraderie of people who I had never met because admittedly, I'm a little older. <laughs> and <laughs> many other people were, you know, you know, they had graduated, you know, way after me. But yeah. the bond was immediately there. And, you know, we had these 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 connecting points, and it didn't matter whether you were a super fast, you know, runner, or you ran in college at Michigan, or whether mm-hmm. you were walking. All it was was about connecting. Yeah. You know, we had the Michigan connection, and we had this. Let's all collectively get better with our health. And yep. that's what we that's what we were talking about and connecting with. And it was, yeah, it was great. I, I I've I've done each month that, that we've had that you've had oh, going, man. So. a five so, a five monther. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's been good. A little challenging now in here in New York, uh, for winter, but even more so in Michigan. 
unfortunately, no yeah. snow yet. <laughs> it's testing. It's testing us, though. Yeah, like, yeah, it's coming. But man, but man, you know, we uh, Ron. So, like, by the end of that first week, I, I reached out to Ron. Like, yo, we got a lot of folks who are doing this challenge right right now. Like, when should we try to? just reach out or check in with people because the last thing we want is for this thing, you know, every, everybody wants to jump on something when things are hot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, things are right, right. yeah, 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 you know, and, and, and one thing that Ron and I said, we agreed, like, to this day, no matter what, we are going to keep doing this 50-mile challenge until the internet dies, you know, you know what I'm saying? And that and that is because, you know, we we're, first of all, we're not any doctors or physicians or therapists or any of that stuff, but we just feel if we set 50 miles, it's like it's like a baseline or like a goal yeah. or whatever it is that you are always aiming for every month. That is going to keep you moving no matter what, no matter what. And this, this is, you know, for those folks, you know, who, who, who never had 50 miles before in a month, you know, if you have consistently hit 20 miles or 10 miles every month in your mind, you need to set your next goal of saying, all right, well, what would it feel like to get 15 miles or 20 miles, you know, and mm -hmm. then to get a step further, what if I actually sat down and created a game plan for myself that fit my work schedule, my kids schedule, whatever schedule yes. that I can actually do this, like making it a priority and putting it on paper. So we said, all right, we're going to try to do, we're going to check in with folks on this one Saturday, see how folks are feeling, see how folks are doing. We had the Facebook Live. We didn't know what it was going to be. We said, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about where the challenge started. And by the end, the energy was so organic and so authentic and people were just engaging and talking. It wasn't like me and Ron were sitting talking to the people, like people were chatting with us and we were answering questions and we asked like, you know, is this something that you guys want to do like twice a month? Or they was like, no, every Saturday, let's do something. So I said, all right. So that's how the Facebook live, you know, thing started. And so I think that's one of the ways that we can continue to connect to make sure that yeah. that, that connection is there. Yes, it makes it mo more tangible because you're mm -hmm. able to hear the voices. You're able to have that direct feedback where now, you know, at the beginning, it was like you post a message and then later on, you know, some time passes. But by having that interaction on the Saturdays, that's the immediate feedback, which has been very well, very well received. But Sydney, I want to ask you if we get to this, we're going to come back to more of the connection with the uh, fitness challenge for your own personal wellness. Tell us a little bit about where you started with that and, and where you are now, because you are consistent. There are times in which my alarm goes off, you know, it's like 6 6.15 and Sydney has already got his miles in. So <laughs> that's motivation for me to like say, okay, I'm not doing it. I'm not jumping up right now, but look, you've done. I'm getting it. I'm definitely going to be getting it. So tell us a little bit, you know, about how you got to where you are on a personal, for your personal level. Yeah, man. So, you know, um, I mean, I, I grew up playing playing sports, uh, played football through high school, wrestled and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I wasn't 
I wasn't ripped, but I was, you know, a pretty in shape guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I would say uh, went on to college. Uh, they didn't play play sports in college. Um, we'll work out from time to time, do the typical college thing with guys. We go into the weight room. We're going to CCRB to work out. Yeah. You know, yeah. you do that for like a couple of weeks and then you fall off or whatever. But, you know, you just want to go in there and swell up for a little bit here, here and there. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, time, time, time started to pass on and, um, you know, you, you, you get older, you know, you start, you start to gain, gain weight, you know, and, um, suddenly by the time I finished college, I think I gained 40 pounds from my weight from when I arrived there, or whatever, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, you call that, you call that your, uh, your grown man weight. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I tried to convince myself. Right. Yeah. So, um, I moved, I moved out to, to, um, Maryland and you know um life started to happen uh pretty much maintained that weight for a little while but I, I was steadily gaining weight my dad would say to me like when are you gonna work out man you need you need to start to work out I said all right dad yeah I'll go to work out but I wasn't going to work out but I some of my fraternity brothers that I met when I came out there were running these 5k's and 10k's and prior to that, I never heard of black folks running nothing. You know, if you were running the 100 mile, you know, meters, you know, the fastest Michael Johnson type type of race, Olympic type action or high, high school track meets like, you know, running as adults, professional careers. What are you running for? Like, nah. And so but they they were doing it. And so mm-hmm. I never forget. I went with them. They two of them I signed up to run the Peachtree Road Race in at 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 in Atlanta. And now that's a pretty big race, right? I mean man, thousands that's and thousands the biggest, that's the biggest 10K race in America. You know, yeah. somebody may correct that, but if not the world, but I mean it it was huge, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so I went down there and I'm just looking at all like all these black folks running. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's all it's all races and, and cultures, but yeah. for me, the culture shock of seeing folks that look like me running, like it was blowing my mind. And so I said, all right, I'm coming back here and I'm running this joint next year. This was like in 2006. And so I came back to Maryland and I, I walked my first 5K. Um, <laughs> I didn't have the right, the right shoes on. My feet were all torn up. When I, when I was done and I'm thinking, oh, this is what a regular race is. When I'm looking at all these other folks just hopping around and whatnot, and I'm like, how can you do a little bit more research about what I'm doing here? And so, but I like that feeling of just doing a race. Plus it got into my mind, like what a race is. It's not like a race mm-hmm. in high school where you're trying to win a medal or be first. Like it's it's almost like a personal, it's like, it's like a personal challenge, a personal battle for yeah. yourself. And I think that was what drew me to the running as an athlete, you know, because in football it's mano y mano, you know, wrestling is mano y mano, you know, and, and you can't, unlike, you know, if you a hooper, if you a baller, you could go to a court, you know, and play a, a pickup game, you know what I'm saying? But you can't just throw on some pads and be like, all right, I'm going to go out here and play some football, you know? And so this challenge, I said, wow, this is a battle against me. So I, I did the occasional 5K and I worked myself up to doing a 10K at the Peachtree the next year. 
I walk some of it, so I owe some money to Atlanta. I'm coming back. I got to come back and run the whole Street Road race. I owe y'all. Um, but that was great. And so I kept running, uh, but then I fell off for like, I don't know, three or four years. Um, I picked it back up around 2010. I started running 5Ks, 10Ks again, to the point that I said I was going to try to run my first half marathon in 2011, 2011 or 2012, um, in Virginia Beach. Um, I ran a 10-miler down there, and I said, I'm coming back in March. After that 10-miler, my legs were hurting, and I got in my own head, and I said, man, I'm I'm just going to take a break from all this running. And so from, like, 2011 to 2016, there was no running, really. And so where things started to change, um, the fall of 2015, not really summer of 2015, my wife had been convincing me, you need to go to the doctor. Typical black man thing. I wasn't going to the doctor. You know, I hadn't been to the doctor in years for whatever I was convincing myself that I would get healthy. I knew I, I weighed a lot, but I knew I would get healthy. Now, at this time, I weighed. By the time she sent me to go to the doctor, I was about three forty-three. Now, now my, how old were you? How old were you? I was, I was thirty-four. So you were young. I mean, you still are young. Thirty-three. You young. Yeah, you were young. Yeah, yeah, I was like 33, 34 years old. And um, just to give you an idea, College weight when I when I began, I was like 189, maybe, maybe two, two, two twelve. By the time I finished college, I was about 250. So from that point to when my wife convinced me to go to the doctor, that's almost a 100 pound gain. Wow. Now, you know, for, for anyone who's gained a, a, a lot of weight, unless you're talking about the clothes you're putting on. Like you almost try to convince yourself when you walk past the mirror, like, ah, that's just a bad ankle. That's just, that's just, (laughs) that might, that might be my uh, muscles poking out or whatever. But I I mean, I look back at myself. I mean, I was a big dude, you know know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so all I kept telling myself was once I turn this on to work out, I'll be okay. So I go to the doctor, doctor, phenomenal doctor. Anybody who's in, Crofton, Bowie, Maryland area, Dr. Kimberly Wallace saved my life, straight up. Let me put that out there. So she she does my physical, and she feels in my throat, and she says, oh, you got a little lump here. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Again, convincing myself that it was just an ingrown hair that I'd just been there for. When, I don't know what I was telling myself, but I never would have thought that this was a real issue. So she's like, I think I'm going to take you or recommend you get this looked at. So I get an ultrasound and they look at it. I go back to the, to my two, to Wallace. She's like, yeah, maybe we should send you to get a bi- bi- biopsy of it just for them to check it out. Um, between her and the endocrinologist uh, mm-hmm. told me to do it. So I go, I get it checked out, come into the office, and she's like, well, looks like you have thyroid cancer. Wow. And 
as great as Dr. Wallace was, that's exactly how this endocrinologist told me. Like, it wasn't no compassion in me that it was more so you got cancer, you need to have a procedure within the next four to six weeks. We're going to remove all this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just sitting there, man. My, my son was like 13 months. My wife was seven or eight months pregnant with my daughter. And I'm looking like you telling me I got cancer. I mean, I know I got to lose weight, but cancer. So October 2015, October 28, 2015, I had my procedure to remove my entire thyroid. And so after my procedure, I'm in the hospital for a few days. And anybody who's ever had a major surgery, like getting up and moving afterwards is a difficult task. And so I I think I downloaded the, the Nike app while I was there to track my steps walking around the hospital floor. Because I, I could barely walk like 2,000 steps in a day, like one day. And so yeah. By the time I got I got ready to be discharged, I got up to like maybe five, six thousand. And I told all of them, I said, I ain't never coming back in here and I'm gonna keep building these steps up. Wow. You know. And so I leave there and I say, I'm gonna get get healthy. So I start running somewhat just to get in shape. I'm going to the gym. I think I lose, I get down to no, I'm sorry, Sydney. If we could back up, how soon after your procedure? It sounds like it was in your head that you yeah. were determined to do something. Mm -hmm. How soon after you had your procedure did you start your running? So that was October. My daughter was born in December. I had to have a follow-up thing, this radioactive pill that I had to take at the beginning of the new year where I was isolated. That that was wild for like like a week, you know what I'm saying? And then I was declared, good, good, good question. I, I was declared cancer-free April 7th, 2016. And so I said, all right, I'm gonna start working out. Because yeah, I wasn't running yet. I said, I'm gonna start to, to work out. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out. I, I was eating better. I think I had got down to maybe 320, 313, just on my own, just eating right. But again, anyone who's ever had a, a, a lot of weight, it's easy to drop 30 to 40 pounds and gain it right, right, right back. You know what I'm saying? So I went between 313 and 320 a few times. And so I wasn't running yet. I was working out some. I was going to the gym, trying to figure it out. But then... June of 2016, this is when the running really picked back up. My my father unexpectedly passed away. He was he was 65 years old, and which is clearly young. Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, you know, at, after that, it it it, it, it kind of you know, for anyone who's ever dealt with the unexpected death. It, it, it shocks you and it makes you question your mortality, you know, and I'm looking at my kids. I'm looking at how long he was around for me, how he met my kids, how he met his namesake. My son is Sydney the fifth, you know, and how I'm like, man, I, I want to make sure that I, I got to make it. You know what I'm saying? I need to start taking care of myself. So 
I started running out of fear at that point. Like there was a whole lot of fear inside of me, you know, because I I, 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 man, I didn't know why my dad checked out. He wasn't showing no signs. I mean, of course he had his own health stuff, but nothing that said he was on his way out. And so I was just like, I need to run to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And so I ran a 5K that August. I came back to Michigan for homecoming. They had a 5K that I ran. And um, then I kind of fell off, you know what I'm saying? Because fear, fear is only going to push you but so far. You know, right. fear is not going to sustain the discipline that's really required to make a life shift. You know, and it, 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 it was, it just wasn't. You know, and, and so Jan, Jan, January of 2017, I made a decision. I, I just made a decision because I started thinking about the legacy of my father. And I said, I want to live my life in a way so that those who knew me and have known, you know, whatever health things I've dealt with, you know, knowing where I was as a 343-pound man, they see me working my tail off to become the best version of myself to be around as long as I can. Because I love life, I love my family, and I want to try to fulfill the purpose that God really has on my life. So that ain't going to happen if I'm not taking care of myself. That isn't going to happen if... If I if I keep looking myself in in the mirror and saying, all right, yeah, I'm gonna work out, but then I don't, or I keep stopping, or I oh I know what I have to do for results, and so this this phrase started popping in my head like, what what would happen if you didn't stop this time? Like you've you've lost thirty pounds, you've shown yourself that you can lose thirty pounds. What would happen if you got on the other side of this thing? Like, because you, you know, you you talk trash to yourself because that's all you really talking trash to. Oh, man, if I really want to lose weight, I can lose weight. If I really want to lose right. weight, okay, okay, well, let me, I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm going to call your bluff. What you going to do? Can you do it? And so um, it started off with a trainer that I started going to. It wasn't, I wasn't even running back yet. I went to a trainer. Uh, shout out to James at Lifetime Fitness. Uh, Crawford, and he wasn't one of them trainers that, that was barking in my ear, and that's what I thought I needed like someone like a drill sergeant, like, get on up, mm-hmm. calling me, doing this, then that. I'm almost glad that he trained me the way he did because he wasn't sweating me. If I came for my session, cool. If I didn't come for my session, cool. And I remember one time I missed a session, and I was sitting at home like, Who am I hurting right now? It ain't no skin off his back, he getting paid. I'm sitting here chilling on this couch, eating whatever, drinking whatever, watching TV. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one that said I was going to do this. You know? And what made you decide to to work with the trainer? It sounded like you had the motivation. It was already percolating. It was in your mind. You you started that path. What led you to working with him? Straight up. If I had to pick off paper who I would have chosen, I wouldn't have chosen him. <laughs> I wouldn't have selected him. Like he was, <laughs> you know, it is uh, funny. He was what was left of trainers that can meet my schedule. Cause you know, I, 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 
so one thing I said also with, with changing my health, I said, I'm going to make sure that I'm around when my kids are awakened to be there for my, be my, for my family, which is why you see me getting up, getting miles so early in the morning because mm-hmm. I don't want to be running at 5 p.m. when it's prime time for me to be playing and rolling around with my kids at home. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to be in the household. So it's like, all right, this is going to be a sacrifice. If you're going to do this, you need to either be up at 5 a.m. or you're going to be leaving this house when everybody else is getting ready for bed to go to the gym to work out. And so I'm working out with him. And, and, you know, and he just he was a young guy. You know what I'm saying? And he was a a positive guy, you know. Um, But again, he, he didn't really do a whole lot of pep talk. He said, all right. Just going to be the work we're going to do. And he would say, he said exactly what it is you said. It's like, clearly you're motivated to do this. So I'm going to give you the tools that you need to get this done. He was like, it's going to get to a point where you don't really need me to do this. Because I'm, I'm going to just give you more tools to add. And so I said, all right, bet, bet. And so we're working out. We're doing our thing. And then he says, you need to add cardio to this work we're doing. And that was when I uh, smiled at him. I said, well. I used to run back in back in the day. <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, well, I, I, I ain't no runner. He was like, but if that's what what you do, you know what you got to do. And when he said that, you know what you got to do. It's funny. My pops used to always tell me, you know what you got to do. So I said, all right, man. So I started waking up 5 a.m. walking. I wasn't running at all. Hmm. So I'm going to walk to the end of this block and I'm going to walk on back. You know, and um, I just continued to do that. And then I said, all right, I'm going to walk for five minutes and run for 30 seconds. Walk for five minutes, run for 30 seconds. And then I, 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 the, 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 the ratio between walking and running, I kept on increasing the running and decreasing the walking to the point that I was so just running. Did you come up with that yourself? Just like, this is how I'm going to manage it? Or I'm, I'm kind of nah. curious because some people, they just struggle with, I don't know what to do, so they I don't do anything. And you were, you were, you were, I'm I'm doing something. So Jeff, tell me that. The guy named Jeff got 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 Galloway.com. Jeff Galloway. Okay. His whole method is the run walk method. And so though I didn't follow it to a T, that concept of run walking resonated with me. I said, yeah. huh. I, I don't have to just walk out the door and start running. I don't even need to be running and walking at the same time. I can just walk. And he he said a lot of things. He was like, and this is why I always say in our fitness group, miles are miles. He always would say that your distance is your distance no matter how you get it. You, you can sprint that distance. You can jog that distance. You can walk real slow that distance. But if you're getting two miles in, two miles is two miles. I got to ask you this. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Are you making? Are you keeping a log of all of these sayings that you put out on on the uh, <laughs> on the challenge? Because you really should. You should have a binder. You should have a notebook and keep all of them, because you never know who. You may just think you're saying something, but you never know how it's going to resonate with someone. Just like those words resonated with you, because yeah. one time I think you said you put put up something similar to what you just said about miles being miles. Because when I started the first two, the first month and a half of the challenge, I only used the app to log the miles if I was running. 
So yeah. I walk my dog like a mile every morning, but I wasn't including that. When I'm walking here, I wasn't including that. So one time, I think I read something similar to what you said. I had already, I think I ran in like eight miles in the morning. I came home yeah. and I had to cut the grass. And I said, you know what? Why don't I just turn the app on and get a few more miles in? And I was curious as to know, to know how many miles I walked by cutting my front lawn. And, the back, and I did the back. Turned out it was like 2.2 miles. I had no yeah. idea. And I posted it because I thought that was just like, hey, saw, people, yeah. you don't have an excuse not to get some activity in. It, it just, just move. Just do something. Get going. That's it. That's yeah. it. Just get out there and move, man. And so, yeah. and so, yeah, like it just, it just continued to build, man. And, I, and then I started signing up for races. The weight started to come off. And then I remember when I got over, I got under 270. Okay. And this was, I started at 313. I was under 270. And I'm looking like, yo, this, this is working. Like, 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 like this is really, this is really happening is what I kept telling myself. And and then the other phrase, and I have written this, this down a few times. I was like, all right, the motivational speeches and all this stuff ain't going to keep me going for as long as I'm trying to go, you know, and, and you know, like this ain't no, I mean, you see trainers that have these six week programs, eight week programs, 12 week programs, yeah. probably what I'm trying to do with myself is really do a lifestyle change, like a lifestyle shift where this is just who I am. Like it's not a beginning or an end. This is just what I do. Like why, why cheat myself by struggling or going hard for eight weeks and at the, after the end of those eight weeks, go back to doing the same habits that put me in the position to even need to do the eight-week challenge I in totally the same agree with you. Totally yeah. agree. And so I said, all right, it needs to be discipline over motivation. My discipline needs to outweigh the motivation. And I'm a motivational guy. Like, I love that. I love the energy of getting fired up. Like I said, I play football. <laughs> like, all, all, yeah. all of that. You know, Santa gets me pumped. But what's going to keep you, what is going to keep your energy at, to get up at 4 a.m. to run five miles? You know what I'm saying? What's going to keep you going to the gym at 10, 10 o'clock at night after being in a school building all day, chase, chasing kids around, working with yeah. teachers, and, and then chasing your own kids around, you know? And so... <laughs> It, it, it's like, all right, again, it was one of those moments where you look in the mirror and you test yourself. You, you, you testing who it is you are. Like, all right, you say you're going to do this. Let's find out what it is you really about. And so I just kept on going, man, and uh, signing. And I was signing up for races. I found that I loved doing races because I was, I was either going into or coming out of training for something. Like, there was never any dead time. Always you be know? training for something. Yeah, always yeah. training for Some something. Have that that sort of a mantra, and that's what keeps them going. And if they live in a location where, well, this is pre-COVID. If they live in a location where those races aren't happening, like yeah. in Michigan winter, they signed up for things in warmer locations so that they would be on a treadmill training and then fly out and go someplace where it's nice and warm and do some. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. yeah. So I, I completely get that. And I want to get into some of the detail with that because I had a um, one of my 
things here I'm curious about. How do you fit in? You mentioned about getting up early and starting before your kids wake up, but do you talk to me about your process of putting together your schedule and how you make it fit into your life, your lifestyle? Because I've seen some of your calendar posts, so I want to know how is that for you personally? So, you know, again, I, I, um, I, I'm not a morning person, which is why I, I, it's almost hilarious. I'm getting up to work out at four or five a.m. You know what I'm saying? And um, just just to do this, and so you know, I first set my goal in terms of saying, "All right, this is what I want to accomplish by the end by the end of the month or by this whatever whatever date." And then I'll okay. come up with a plan, like with the miles that are on on on, on that spreadsheet. I said, "Okay, these are the miles I need to do each day." Then I ask myself, when can I get this done? You know, and you consider you got to be to work on time. You got to pick up your kids. You got to make dinner. You know, you want to be able to put put your kids to sleep. So the reality is, you know, if I am going to be a family man in this household, you know, and be around as much as I envision myself wanting to be, then I either need to A, get up, you know, before the crack of dawn and get it in or B, be out late at night getting it in. And so once once the pandemic hit, you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I ain't really into going out late late at night. I don't feel like going out, you know, at 9, 10, 10 p.m. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to start getting these miles at 5 a.m., I guess, you know, 4 a.m., I guess, especially the latter, the last few weeks before my race a couple of weeks ago, I would have some weekly miles that call for me to run like 6.5 miles or seven miles on like a Tuesday. And I'm like, man, I ain't got time for <laughs> running seven miles. And I was like, how am I going to get it done? I, and then I, you know, again, discipline over motivation, doing what you say right. you're going to do. This is what I said I'm going to do. So you get it done by any means. And so I would just wake up, make it happen. You know, and it, it makes you think about everything. Like, what food? What food am I consuming? You know, yes. why? You know, if I if I am dragging, why why am I dragging? Is it because yeah. I'm tired, or is it because I had a heavy meal last night? You know, how how am I taking care of my of myself? And so that's what I always consider when I'm doing my plans or training for a race. Like now, I don't have a race going on. Uh, but I've kind of, but I have, but I have a goal in mind. And so mm -hmm. I kind of wrote out my own little plan of what I'm going to do to reach my, my goal. And so I have certain sets of miles that I'm going to get each day. You know, when I look at any bonus miles, like if I got to go out and I'm walking the dog or I'm playing with the kids and I just cut that app on, I look at those as like bonus miles to add to it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but that's, that's kind of my, my, my game plan. I set I set the goal. I spread out the miles and then I say, these are the times where I got to get it done. Now, for folks who say to themselves, you know, I can't get four miles at one time. Cool. You know, you can you can spread that out. You know, if you want to do two miles in the morning or two miles before dinner, if you want to do a one mile here, one mile there, one mile, you know, folks, just like you found out when you were cutting your lawn, I don't think people realize how much they are actually moving or not moving during the day. You yes. know, like like people walk a lot in their buildings or even in their homes. And the fact that a lot of folks are working from home now, 
being conscientious of your movement is important because you can be stagnant on your couch in front of your computer all day long and look at your pedometer and see you got like 250 steps for the Mm -hmm. entire day. Yes. Now, like I noticed you're wearing your Apple Watch there. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing that, like, Fitbit, Fitbit, Fitbit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They look similar. Um, like, my sister is not a runner, right? But she walks a lot. And her thing isn't necessarily miles. Her thing is, is all about step count. Like, she mm-hmm. will say, okay, every day I'm doing 15,000. Right? That's, that's a good number. I don't know what that translates into for the miles. I guess it depends on how how your gait is, how your step is, how long it is. But anyway, she is doing that to stay active. So she's constantly wanting to get up during breaks and do it, you know, from her computer at home and walk, go out of her building, make sure she gets in steps periodically throughout the day. So it's good to have a goal and some sort of measurable target something you can measure to because just saying oh i felt like i did a good job and it's like how do you know how do you know exactly exactly and that's how that's how the unba fitness challenge has evolved you know if 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 you look at the group you know like people are doing a lot of stuff i mean you you have your your fitness action going going on that you're you're doing you have yes. folks in there who are swimming you have folks in there who are doing yoga you have folks who have a goal of just doing something active beyond running you know and how yes. many times they want to do it but again you know the the four things that i post every monday when it's never miss a monday is four things that I that that started with with running and walking that what I really think applies to any type any type of workout and just being healthy is one make make a plan don't just say what you're going to do and I and I whenever whenever I say that I'm talking to myself I'm not just gonna say all right I'm gonna run 50 miles this month or I'm gonna do 100 miles or I'm gonna do 20 no it ain't just gonna happen if you want it to happen make a plan to make right. it happen and then two be consistent. If you make that plan and you take the time to make make the plan, prioritize it and be consistent in doing what you said you were going to do. You're not going to see any results. And we ain't talking weight loss. You know, it, right. if you notice in, in, in the fitness challenge, we, we don't talk about weight loss. You know what I'm saying? Correct. That's like a residual effect, you know, just right. being active and getting healthy. If it happens, cool. But being consistent, you know what I'm saying, is, is what needs to go along with that plan. And then from there, Making sure that you are stretching, stretching out your, your 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 joints. I think that's a whole course within itself. You know the flexibility and all all those kinds of things. And then mm-hmm. hydrate, drinking water. I found that when yeah. my water consumption went up, my recovery, you know, in my in the aches and pains that I used to get when I first started running started to go down tremendously. Because I focus on being hydrated, not just when I'm working out or right after I'm working out, but just all the time. And so between those four four things, you know, and thinking about what 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 your goals are, like, you know, you're not just going to wake tomorrow and say, all right, I'm doing 50, 50 miles. All right. How is that going to happen? You know, you're not just Correct. going to swim the English channel like one of our peers is is training to do right now. How is that going to happen? She has a game plan that she's mm-hmm. doing right now to get there. I hear you for sure. Now you had a a huge um, goal that you achieved not too long ago. Uh, was that yes, last yes. month? 
your your first marathon. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, really, uh, really like that. Now, with that, had you did you have that as a target? I think you mentioned you had it previously as a target a few yep. years back. Now, when did so, you decide for this one? When did you make that decision that you were going to run this one? So, not hop a full marathon has never been on my radar at all. Like I've, I've never wanted, I never wanted to. Oh, run okay. I, thought it, you had, had, I, I did have a half marathon that I wanted to do in 2012, but I never, never did it. And so when I, when I started running again in 2017, I told myself I got money on the table in Virginia beach, seven year old, six year old money. I got to get back down and run the race that I said I was going to run. So Packed up the kids I had, and I actually had a shirt made for that race back in 2011 for the half marathon in 2012 that I didn't run. And so that same shirt, no lie, was still in the same packaging that I got it in in 2011 because I was like, I'm not touching this shirt until I get back down there and run the race that I said I was going to run. Yeah. And so... 2018 comes and I finally run that half marathon that I didn't do. Cool. Then, you know, you start thinking, well, what am I going to do next? Now that I've reached this, you know, this milestone, what comes? I can't just stop running, you know, so what now? So then it got in my head, why not go home to your home state and do the Detroit International Half Marathon? And so in October, and it happened to be my birthday weekend of that same year. I ended up running my second half marathon. So I went from zero half marathons all before that to finally running two half marathons in one in one year. And so the turn of the year came 2020. And, um, you know, there was a custodian at my job. I've talked about him several times in the group. Mr. Perry, who I feel like is almost like a guardian angel since my, my pops passed because I didn't meet him until after my dad had passed. Mm -hmm. He's one of the reasons why I started running too. Because he used I, I used to talk about, yeah, I used to run back in the day. He said, Oh, you'll get back to running. This is when I'm like 330 pounds. I'm like, I don't know if you've seen me, dude, but running is done. But he said, No, 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 you're gonna do it. And so after these two half marathons, he said, Yeah. You about to run a full marathon? I said, I have zero desire of running 26.2 <laughs> miles. He's like, eh, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And so December 31st, 2019, New Year's Eve, I was setting my goals because all of 2019, my goal was to run a, at least one race every month. So I did a race every single month, January 2019 through December 2019. I got, I did a race. So I'm like, I'm, I ain't going, but that's time. That's time consuming, right? you know, and it costs, it costs a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And so I said, all right, what am I going to do in 2020? I said, well, I'm going to just jump out there and say, I'm going to do this full marathon, I guess. And I was real hesitant. Like I didn't mean it. In fact, I said it quietly. Nobody else was even around. I said to myself, I want a marathon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, but then the pandemic hit. And all these races started canceling because I, I, I planned on running the Philly mar mar Marathon. There was a, a Philly Marathon November 22nd. 
So I said, you know, again, I, I, I was still in Maryland at that point. Philly was only like two hours away. So I said, all right, I'll do that. And um, the pandemic hit and then, you know, you just start to question things like, am I really going to train to run the longest distance of my life for a race that doesn't even exist anymore? Yeah. And so I came back to that phrase, discipline over motivation. And this is what I said I was going to do. And so I had to have a talk, a talk with God. You know, I spoke with my with my wife and I meditated, you know, I spoke with my with my pops in prayer and I said, all right, I said, I'm going to do it. I don't know what this is going to look like training Dolo out here, but I'm going to find Nike Run Club app. I'm, I'm going to find a training plan for a full marathon and 25 weeks. It, the plan was there and I just started training and training and training. And, you know, then we, we decided to move to Michigan, but I'm like, man. I'm in the middle of training for a marathon while moving across the country right now. And so literally the day after we got here to Michigan, I had to wake up that Sunday and I ran 12 miles. Why? Because my plan said, that's what I got to do. Even though I got all these boxes and stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's just about being disciplined. So I just kept training, you know, and then the, the uh, fitness challenge had, had really picked up steam then, um, you know, our, our village started to grow. So I feel like the energy that I was getting every time I, I would log in and I would see people accomplishing their goals. And then Shonda, who's one of our members, I realized that she was training for a marathon in a pandemic. I mean, she had like a little small team, but it still gave me the confidence to keep going and doing this on my own, you know, out here. And so, you know, um, the, the mileage started to pick up. You started, you know, you start, you know, again, 2019, I ran two half marathons. That was the longest distance I've ever ran in my life. And then that changes to where I'm training at a half marathon distance. So I'm going like my regular runs are more than 13, 14, 15, 16 miles. I'm like, this is nuts. Right. You know, and, um, you know, um, you just stay focused and dedicated. You realize it ain't going to be the hoorah and the hoopla that comes with races and all of that. But then you ask yourself, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And it's more so because I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do it. And I want my kids and whoever else to see that, you know, there's power in words. And if you say that you're going to do something, there be there better be a doggone good reason why it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, otherwise, right. you got to make it happen. You got to keep your word. Your word is bond. So, yes. November twenty second, baby, it went down. <laughs> All right, that's great. So, you you do plan on doing more from this? Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew the answer, but I had to ask the question. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how it works, though, because I could I, I saw how excited and how much you enjoyed it. And when people feel that way, it's addictive. I already know there more, more, more is coming. Like I really miss not doing one this year. I only I did one last year. I had to take a break due to my back problems. Um, so I took like a four year break in between marathons, but I did one last year and it felt so good. 
and the accomplishment after finishing and the whole, the elation. I was like, I'm doing at least two come 2020. And then we had the pandemic. I, I didn't sign up uh, for any of the virtual ones, but I will get back to it certainly for sure. Well, Sydney, as our time is winding down here, I'd like to get you to just share. I mean, you've shared a number of pointers here within uh, this episode about how people can stay on track to making health and fitness a lifestyle. But if you could kind of give a, a summary, if you will, for those people who may be struggling to stay committed, what what words could you uh, impart with them? You know, you are you are more more powerful than what you can ever imagine. Like like there 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 is God put us put so much inside of us. Like 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 there's so much strength in just you being here. The fact that you woke up this morning, the fact that you have the ability to walk, you're breathing, you know, the, 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 all the faculties and, and abilities that that you have when you realize that everything about you is truly a gift. Every day is truly a gift. You want to ask yourself, how am I maximizing my time on this earth? And what am I doing with myself? You know, what makes me happy? What's holding me back from being happy? What's holding me back from being the best version of myself that I think that I can be? And why does that, why is whatever keeping me from that version of me, why does that have more weight than me actually doing what I need to do? Why am I giving this so much energy to, 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 to tear myself down or to not go after becoming the best version of myself? So if you are struggling right right now, you know, one, I challenge you to set a goal for yourself and don't just throw out the, the old goal that you've had before. Like, all right, I'm going to give up carbs. Oh, okay. I'm going to do this six week uh, diet. Oh, no, 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 no. I want you to look at it from the standpoint of this is how I'm trying to live my life moving forward. Not for a window, not for a month, mm. even with our, even with our fitness challenge, you know, it's 50 miles a month, but it ain't never going to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like this is always a bigger picture type of thing. So don't just look at it in terms of accomplishing something within a moment. Like say to you, think to yourself, what do I want to change about me for the long haul, for the long distance, for the long version of myself? And what do I need to do in order to get there? Don't think big. Think very small about it. Remember, I just ran a marathon November 22nd. There was a point where I just wanted to walk around a hospital floor without losing my breath. Yeah, There was a point where I just wanted to walk to the end of the block and back and would be drenched in sweat. But I knew that I gave my best and I tried my best. I still remember walking my first 5K and the emotion that came over me. I didn't know nothing about races at all. But the soundtrack, the music I was listening to that entire time for that race there is a producer from Detroit. He's passed away since by the name of Jay Dilla, JD, James DeWitt Yancey. And February 6th of 2006, 
I believe, he released the album called Donuts. He passed on February 10th, 2006. Mm-hmm. He had some type of blood disorder um, that he was real quiet about, but even, even to the point that in his last days, he was performing on stage in a wheelchair. So the reason why I selected his album to do that 5K2 was because on his, on his hospital bed, as he was inching towards his last breath, he was making that album. He gave his all, like literally there are pictures out there of him laying in his bed with his producer equipment next to him and he's panging, panging out the music, like giving it all until his last breath. And so I started thinking to myself, he did this because this is what he loved and this is the legacy that he wants to leave on this earth about who he is, like this is what he does. And so I owe it to myself that I say I'm going to do something that I give my 100% all in doing that. Why? Because I have the ability to and because I said I was going to. When you asked me just now, hi, a marathon's going to become a thing, you're going to do more. I said, yeah, but trust me, if I didn't truly believe it or I was shaky about it, I wouldn't say it. But now that I have said it, I've committed to doing more marathons because it came out of my out of my mouth. Yes. You know, so as you're making your goals, think about what comes out of your mouth, because whatever you say, give it power to the point that you refuse to let that go. And you refuse to say you refuse to let anything stop you from making that happen. You know, I don't believe in falling off. This whole concept of when oh I fell off and did this. Nah, you just took a pause. Nah, you just took a little a little break. And that break may be four years. <laughs> that break may be for five years. That break may be for for a week. But the reality is, you know how to get started with something. And from that point, there's plenty of stuff out here that can give you assistance, give you a help get you a circle around you that's going to hold you to your word once you say it. That's one thing I love about our fitness challenge group is that not only do we hold each other accountable, but we're surrounded by so much genuine love and support. And I think that's the thing that's keeping a lot of us going at this point. And, And don't get me wrong. I know that we got plenty of folks in our group that have not hit 50 miles. I see y'all, you know what I'm saying? I see y'all. We got, we got plenty of folks we haven't gotten 10 miles in a month. I see y'all, but guess what? I know that in July, you had no miles. Or I know that in August, you may have only got five miles. And now, you quietly have creeped towards 10 miles. So yeah, you, you see the progression. Yep. Exactly. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Come up with the game plan. Be consistent with that game plan. Drink your water. Stretch, you know, uh, do bite-sized goals, uh, and believe gotcha. in your yourself because everything you need is inside of you. Got you. Great words, man. Thank you. Well, Sydney, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank really you, powerful. brother. This is this is this is this has been a, been a, been a joy. You know, what I'm saying I, I I stayed at work so I can make sure that we had complete focus time to build. And hey, look. I see we all we on the same page, baby. Uh, Yeah. All right, go blue. (laughs)
All right, Sid. Thank Sydney. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Have a good night. All right, brother. You too. All right.